Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of In Her Power. Uh, we realised last week that we didn't introduce ourselves, we just dived straight in. Please forgive us, we are new to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's introduce. So, so I'm Christina. I am Meredith. I'm Nuna, and we have a special guest today called Caitlin. Hi! <laughs> so we thought that this week we would get an expert, let's say, in the field <laughs> of celibacy. Yeah, because this actually, I think the initial idea came from our conversation that we had when we went for coffee. So me and Caitlin met on Instagram um just randomly and she said oh i'm in bali too and we were like let's you guys don't even know this do you no <laughs> so we were Literally like you met caitlin five seconds ago <laughs> <laughs> um we were like let's go for a coffee or something and meet up and we both do you remember that time we both got barley belly in the same night and we both cancelled them yes there was like a few times we were meant to meet yeah, up but didn't we just didn't meet up and then we bumped into each other at the immigration and <laughs> like the day before we were meant to meet up. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So oh, I, I know like, this story. I remember you telling me. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we met up and then we were just talking about life and then you told me that you had done celibacy for a year and when you told me that it freaked me the fuck out. I was like, no way. And then because of how freaked out I got, I was like, fuck, it's something that I have to do because like, mm. why is it making me so uncomfortable? Mm. Yeah. And then slowly, I think the idea started. I kept getting more messages just like through posts I was seeing and stuff that I needed to do it. So I thought it'd be amazing to get you on here because you can basically tell us about your experience, mm-hmm. maybe tell us, warn us what might come up and also talk us through like, what you got out of it as well mm. um but yeah so do you want to maybe just introduce yourself and like what you do and just general you yes general me um <laughs> i'm caitlin i'm a spiritual coach and healer Ooh. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um and yeah i moved to bali in november and then i feel like i knew you from like leeds or like we had like a mutual friend or something yeah yeah um so when i saw you were here too i literally moved with no friends i was like I need friends, and I saw mm. you that you were here, and I was like, "Oh my god, this could be a potential friend." Oh, <laughs> <that's okay. laughs> so yeah, that was my magic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my celibacy journey started last January when I ended a six-month relationship, mm-hmm. and it was one of the hardest relationships mm. I've had to end because there was nothing wrong essentially. Oh, one of those. Go, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, and yeah. men yeah. preaching to the choir, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, we want to put like, oh, he cheated, oh, he did this, yeah, but when there's nothing, it. it's like, I'm yeah. such a bad person. Yeah. It makes it so much easier when there's a like a full reason, yes. when there's not, and it's just like, this just isn't meeting my needs. Wait, is this what we've all been through as well? Yeah. Completely. I think, I think yeah. yeah, we've all, Completely. like, personally, okay. I went through that as well. And I was like, I wish he'd just done something wrong so I could blame it on that. Yeah, I think just to update <clears> you, <throat> we've all just been through the exact same thing. Wow. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's insane. Wow. Um... But my pattern before this relationship, I was literally jumping from guy to guy. Like, mm. literally, since I literally popped out the womb, I would have a boyfriend. <laughs> mm. <laughs> literally. And, like, 
even if I wasn't in a relationship with someone, I'd be sleeping with someone. I'd have someone even in my head as an option. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. those in the head option guys. Yeah. So when I broke up with my ex, I was like, I am healing this. There's something in this. Like, I don't feel worthy enough. Yeah. I don't feel loved. I'm seeking external validation and love here. Yeah. I was like, I need to heal this. Like, I'm just not doing this anymore. Amazing awareness. Um so literally that night I remember he left my house at like three in the morning and I've actually got a picture I took a picture of myself in bed like puffy eyes and I literally vowed to myself I was like I am breaking this pattern I am not dating I am not speaking I'm not sleeping with a man really for however long it takes for me to get over this and I literally vowed it oh yeah I could be over there And yeah, so I went on this whole journey and it was a year long. Didn't even look at a guy romantically, didn't have anyone in my field, like absolutely like nothing. But it's because I was so closed off energetically. There was Mm. nothing even in my subconscious or anything that wanted a man. You really like shut it down. I was actually like, nope. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I was having a conversation the other day with one of my friends and I was basically saying to her, like, I feel like I can't change and I'm just stuck here. And she was like, you're deciding to stay here. That's why you can't change. You might, you may want to change and improve your life, but you are choosing to stay where you are because it's comfortable. And it's so interesting that you said you made that decision and you stuck to it mm-hmm. because that's something I'm kind of like trying to bring into my life at the moment is mm-hmm. sticking to a decision, saying I'm going to do something and doing it with like wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. How did you, because it sounds like it was like easy for you because of how committed you were to your decision. And I have to say, it's been like, how long has it been? Is it been a week since? I think it's been like two weeks. Okay, so it's been about, but we started the podcast last week, so it's been a week. It's been a week. Yeah, Yeah, it's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a week. It was longer. (laughs) And for me, it's it's not necessarily been hard, but I still find myself, I'm aware of like, my patterns coming back mm-hmm. um so I don't know is it like do you have any advice in that sense um I feel <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like it really comes back to self-love I yeah. made this decision from a place of love and wanting to be the best version I could be of myself mm-hmm. and for this life here that I've created in Bali and just knowing that just yeah just anchored it in even more i just held this absolute love which just made it unwavering yeah i was like i committed to this decision and i love myself so deeply i'm sticking to this i love that did you have it in any temptation no 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 not a single not a single thing like literally my response there shows there wasn't because i didn't even like think about it wow. honestly no wow. no and so you did this for an entire year yes an Are entire you still doing? Are you still? No, you're not. I came. <laughs> <laughs> I came to Bali and it, it changed. <laughs> God, she's subject to the Jangu men then. Yeah. 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 But I'm now back on. But I'm now back on the celibacy. Really? So oh. I joined you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm now back okay. on it. Right. Yeah. Oh, so you're allowed to stay for this episode then. Only <laughs> oh, celibate people. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, and then what, what, right, two questions. First question is, 
what did you what was the deciding factor at the end of it where you were like okay I think I can go back to kind of like interacting romantically mm-hmm. with people and then the second question was what made you go back to being celibate okay interesting so um the first thing that made me think okay like I'm ready to explore this was I'd spent so much time alone and done so much deep work on myself that I was starting to feel curious I was like god like how am I going to be now in a relationship or some sort of romantic connection like I was really curious of what was going to play out because I was only used to like these old patterns which weren't serving me so I was actually really curious of like okay like I've done all this work how is it going to translate now so I started being like super curious and then when I was in Bali I was like okay like I thought there would be like men here that I actually could be with that actually were aligned whereas where I was in England there wasn't really anyone Mm. so yeah you got to Bali so yeah and um I actually started dating someone and hang on hold on this is in Changu Yes, I know. And, I know. And, I know. And hold on, hold on, hold on. You could got to rewind. Um, <laughs> there was a man in Changu that wanted to date, not just fuck. There was both. Okay, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know, but he wasn't just like, okay, I'm just in this as a casual yeah. thing. He was like... Oh, no, so, oh, okay, let me set this. So, I got really clear on what I thought I wanted. So, I was like, I don't want to commit to a relationship. I just want to have fun. I want you to take me away. I want to be dated. So, I set this boundary and container with him of, I just want to have fun. Oh, my God. He was obviously buzzing with this. Mm. Like, literally buzzing. And then we created... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, we created this container of everything I thought I wanted. And then I realised this actually doesn't feel good. Like, yeah. Just to have fun with someone like this. Yeah. Actually aligned with with my values. Mm. So I ended it. And then now the reason why I'm celibate again is because I realised I don't want to commit a relationship. If having fun doesn't feel good. So what does that leave me? Oh just open my for God. friendships. That's exactly how I, why I went into this. Because I was like, I don't want casual sex. And I don't want a committed relationship. So where yes. does that leave Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> that's, yeah. Yeah. leaves me yeah that's what we were speaking about weren't yeah. we yeah exactly no I love that I also love the relationship between getting being a woman at this age and then being like actually I've had an unfulfilling relationship I'm now discovering that I went into that relationship for the wrong reasons and now I want to figure out what those reasons are, but I also want to discover who I am when I'm not constantly validated by someone. For me, this thing, Nuna suggested it, and I was like, this just makes sense, because I had thought about it a couple of times. But, like, understanding who I am as a person outside of validation really kind of starves yourself of everything you've been trained to work towards in terms of, like, looking pretty, being skinny, like acting a certain way, people-pleasing, when you're not working in the realms of validation, mostly from the male gaze, you're like, well, who am I? Like, what are my needs? How do I function? That's so true. Oh, sorry, that just, like, sank in. I've had this before, and I actually brought it up to my therapist, and I was like, I don't know who I am, because so much of me is conditioning. Like, so much. Like, so much of it is relationship with my parents, Things that I learned at school, things that I learned culturally from society, expectations that I put on myself through whatever um, influences, and I'm like, 
who is Nuna? Like, who is mm. actual Nuna? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, like, I guess I'm on that journey to finding out, to be fair. And I think as I get older, I always say this to people, I love getting older because every year I'm getting closer to who that person is. Yeah, that's and true. I'm, yeah, and I'm, like, letting go of caring as much what other people think of me. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's probably, like, the beauty of age and I think I would have never done this celibacy thing like five years ago mm. because I was too caught up in that external validation mm. and I think that's what's yeah that's what's like motivating me is like I want to find out who I am mm. and I know it sounds so cringe saying it out loud mm. but that actually is what this is really about it for me. really is mm. like honestly that that year what it really taught me was those moments when I felt shit about myself like, those moments when I'd had a bad day. Like, all of those times where I would naturally go to a man for external validation mm. to create this identity of myself. Mm. I had to face everything alone. And mm. it really did get like me to know myself on a deep level because yeah. I didn't have anyone to turn to in those moments. It was like, it was me. It's mm. up to you, yeah. And I spent so much time alone doing all the mundane things as well, which was really beautiful. Mm. I was like, one of my patterns was being like super dependent mm. and like little things like going shopping, like going out to eat. Like I did all this by myself and it was just so, so beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So beautiful. I think I felt like that um, when I got out of my relationship kind of like what you said like as soon as I ended it and I came to Bali I was kind of like sat on this bed and I was like who am I mm. what do I even like anymore what do I like doing was I doing those things because he liked doing those things mm. do you know what I mean and mm-hmm. I'm just, I was sat there and I was kind of like what do I want to do today and I just could not answer that question mm. you know what this reminds me of this <clears throat> Kim Kardashian right <laughs> where have you seen all those posts about how she always moulds to who she's with and, like, starts, like, dressing, like... Well, obvi- the obvious one is Kanye and how, like... I don't know if you guys watch it, but there was an episode where she didn't know how to dress anymore because she wasn't with Kanye. Mm. That's crazy. And, like, I resonate with that sometimes because I'm, like, my other half had such a impact or, like, such a influence on, like, what I was doing... I don't know how much detail to go in, but like even my social life, the way that I dress, which I love by the way, because I love how my ex would get uh, give me advice on like what to wear and stuff like that. Um, But in terms of like my social life and going out, he had a massive impact on that too. Um, So yeah, I've just noticed my food is here, so I'm gonna go. (laughs) (laughs) You'll have to give us a review of your food as well. So I wanted to say something that came up for me so I realized when I was in Bali and I was saying about how I was sat on my bed and I didn't know who I was I got so scared Mm. there was so much fear that came up and I was terrified and I it would show up in different ways so it was always before I fell asleep and I would get very like negative thoughts and like scary thoughts I was basically a few years ago I had experienced terrible anxiety Mm. with intrusive thoughts and I went down a spiral and I just couldn't shake it. Like I had spoke to coaches and therapists. I was going to go on medication, but Mm. I didn't want to, not because I don't agree with it, but when I thought of it, it didn't feel right for me personally, Mm. right? 
and I just didn't know what to do and then I kind of like I was getting better and that lasted for like a year by the way like it was just ongoing it never ended and I moved to Cyprus to try and escape Covid to try and start a new life and then that's where I met him mm. so when I broke up with him and I was like in Bali by myself it's like I reverted back to that version of me mm. and it, yeah and it's like right you skip two years of healing this is what's going to happen this is what Bali is that's so interesting you've said that because another thing that came up for me in that year was I then started to heal all the past relationships from guys I hadn't healed because I was just like never having a break just going straight to the next one to try numb and distract and get over so like a lot of my healing was actually healing past relationships Mm. which was coming up I was doing like really deep work around that and like the amount of bloody cord cutting ceremonies I had to do, and then like they mm. like. Archangel Michael cut the fuck <laughs> 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 I love that you introduced with spiritual coach because it makes it all makes sense now. Archangel Michael, do you by any chance follow Gabrielle Bernstein? I love her. Oh, same. I love her. Love her. Love her. Love I've Gabby. got a question. Yeah. Shout out to Gabby. <laughs> Hopefully she wants Gabby, if you're watching this, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> so, my question, and you guys are going to know why I'm asking this. Did you speak to your ex while you were celibate? Not once. Fuck. He left oh, my house. Fuck. Oh, no. Oh, oh shit. Fuck, no. fuck. <laughs> One week in. My God. Right. Yeah. I think we need to start Please again. Please those roses. I mean, I told you that, didn't I? So the conversation is still happening. Um, So basically, for example, with my ex, we've not actually spoken. Celibacy, huh? (laughs) Um, With my ex, we've not spoken in a month. Mm -hmm. We cut the. I was going to say we cut the cord. Um, (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. I think it is. I'm just going to say this. I think we're going to introduce this as a part of the this particular episode. I really wanted to go into why celibacy relates to our past relationships so much. Mm. So I think we should all go around and talk about our past relationships and why that impacted us into wanting to go celibate. (laughs) Sounds really bad. Okay, so basically, we stopped talking for a month because what we realised is we're not getting back together now. I don't know what's happening in the future, but we're not getting back together now. So before we do any damage, let's just stop talking. So we haven't spoken in a month until yesterday because it was Valentine's Day. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And I'm going to be completely honest, I was really looking forward to Valentine's Day so that I could speak to him. Because mm-hmm. he's really important to me still. Mm-hmm. But same as you, he didn't really do anything wrong, he just couldn't fulfil my needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to take that kind of like decision to, to keep my boundaries strong, well, discover new boundaries actually, um, and break up with him. So anyway, we started speaking yesterday again. Uh, just we gave ourselves like a 24 hour window and then we're going back to not speaking um, so yeah that's basically where, I, <laughs> where I'm at with speaking to my ex um, what about you Meredith? <laughs> <laughs> okay no go back to so why what impact did that relationship have that made you decide that celibacy was the right option? right okay Oh, right. So, I have a pattern with my father, which... Oh, straight in there. Sorry. 
Tom Cruise, I like it, just in there. So I think that, maybe I'm just going to rephrase this, basically I go for men who can't give me the affection that I need and that stems from some deeper rooted stuff. So what happened was I got into this relationship fully knowing that this guy couldn't give me the affection that I wanted because he wasn't, he never gave it to me. But I still went along with the relationship because I thought he was amazing. Mm. Um, it manifested in a lot of arguing, a lot of problems because I kept begging for him to give me that affection, and he just he just wasn't in a place to. He didn't understand it. He just, it was so alien to him affection like that. So in the end, after so many troubles, I did the self work. I came out of it realizing that actually even though I love him to pieces and I think he's amazing, he can't give me what I want and I deserve more. Which was a huge, like, a huge thing for me. Um, and then what happened was, as soon as I broke up with him, it's like I was magnetised towards anyone that gave me that affection. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't actually choosing people based on like whether they're right for me or whether I'm ready for a relationship or anything like that. I was just obsessed with this affection that I was getting that I hadn't had for four and a half years Mm. right so what I realised is that before I get into more complicated situations before I um, break another heart, before I get my heart broken again or whatever it is I need to figure out this this void that I'm Mm. trying to fill with someone else Mm. Um, and that is what brought me to celibacy oh my god that's incredible and I just love how like the awareness you can pinpoint that specific thing Mm. yeah so now you're gonna give yourself all the affection I know yes I know know. (laughs) and that's difficult as well like I feel like when your love language is physical touch healing from that and being able to offer it to yourself Mm. is honestly I there was a point in my healing journey where I felt physically like I was in danger if I didn't have some sort of cuddle and like that meant that I went into so many casual sexual engagements just wanting to be touched and wanting to have that intimacy and if I had like realized that sooner I would have been I mean I'm not going to say I wish I had because obviously everything leads up to a certain point everything happens for a reason whatever but yeah, I think about the amount of casual sexual engagements I did just to get touched and just to feel like, which would then be stripped away from me if it was the sort of thing where, like, you did the deed and then they fucked off. Like, it was like, ah, okay, that makes me feel a hundred times worse. For me, it manifests a lot in being able to sleep. So if I'm in bed on my own, I find it really hard to fall asleep Mm. because of where my thoughts take me. I feel like just less safe Mm. when I've got someone in a bed with me and I'm being cuddled I fall asleep like that Mm. and I feel like that is the effect that I get when I'm with someone it's just Mm. that safety net that I feel and Mm. I think that's what I need to create for myself now is a feeling of I'm safe on my own Mm. and maybe the indicator will be that I can fall asleep quickly maybe that's when we'll know I'm healed Mm. (laughs) she's asleep (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, right, I'm going to go on to my relationship now. I think I had kind of went into a two-year relationship, like, with this person, and, like, I really 
did adore them um, for many reasons, but like exactly the same, just didn't quite meet my needs and kind of, we were just butting heads in a lot of different ways, like about what I needed from the relationship and what he needed from the relationship. And it did just become this quite toxic cycle, which was really sad. Um, because when it came to the end, it was like that exact thing of like, you haven't done anything wrong. I just need more. Like, and yeah. you probably do too. And I'm not able to give you that. Um, so that's what made it super hard. But then also like coming out of that, I then realized how much of my safety, exactly as you said, mm. I had created with that person because I'd realized that this was the first safe space outside of like my parents' relationship because our parents are our first example of intimate love and then we go into relationships and basically repeat the patterns until we heal from them. So it's like, this was my first example of a, an intimate relationship where I felt actually safe. Like, and I was able to express completely. I was able to be my complete self, not outside of all of the masks that I had on for the rest of the world. I was so myself in that relationship. And then when we broke up, it was like, oh, fuck. I've either got to put all these masks on again and pretend to be someone that I'm not, or I've got to face the fact that I feel unsafe as my kind of authentic self. Mm. And that's exactly what hit me. Like, I got to Bali, had an amazing time, um, was very distracted for a little while, and then it hit me, and I was like, holy fuck, I don't have that safety net anymore. Like, I can distract myself as much as I want with alcohol and, like, social stuff, but ultimately, that piece of me that I have attached to that person is no longer there. And when I'm sad, upset, a mess, I don't have that person, so I have to create it in myself, you know? And that was really hard like really really hard like it brought up so much like rage and just feeling like a complete fucking mess at times um Mm. and learning to honor that and like just be like okay with every part of myself that shows up authentically was like a huge part of the journey and I do feel now that I am much more comfortable by myself but I I still say that you are definitely comfortable you're definitely more comfortable than us yeah you're definitely more comfortable than us too because there's been times where I've been in Nuna's room and you've gone to bed and me and Nuna like all right good night I guess I'll go to my room now you know but then you have to you have to also acknowledge the fact that I am avoidant and you guys are anxious attachment style and like avoidant attachment style I wanted to be by myself Mm. even in the relationship at times I was like Mm. I need to be by myself Mm -hmm. but that didn't make like the fact that he wanted me was my validation of like okay I still have that support system Mm. so I would love to touch on the safety piece because like I feel like that's a theme like do you Mm. do you resonate with that as well because not really I so resonate with that so like um, safety for me in a relationship is so important and I think it's because I've suffered really badly with anxiety in the past mm. so safety for me is huge and um, my coach actually reflected this to me she was like when you move to Bali like that that triggers a lot like you can feel pretty unsafe like mm. making this like huge yeah. move so was my decision to explore and be curious and start interacting with men actually authentic or was it based on this need for me to feel safe mm. but then, sorry you are in a new place mm-hmm. and it's like exciting so maybe a lot of it was yeah like a bit of both excitement. Mm-hmm. and then we got with 
a Changu boy and yeah. it just uh, didn't work was out. Was that the spiritual one you were talking about? I was going to say, going back to the safety thing, I think when I mentioned that, I got with him partly because I felt like this was a great distraction. Also, during the relationship, I, he, oh, I don't know if I should be saying, he made me feel, I basically, gone off now, basically in the relationship, I didn't feel like he gave me safety or he gave me what I needed and I feel like I had to rely on myself and it's really strange because even though I feel unsafe I think it's what you said like even though like you could you were wanted to be alone you still wanted him to be around because of that validation and I I wonder if that's the same with me now when I think about it because I didn't feel safe with him I didn't feel safe with my boyfriend either yeah it's funny because you you don't but you do. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's like a false sense of security. Isn't it's an it? unresolved. It's, so it's because true. it's that. It's the validation. It's not necessarily they're there, but they're not really there. But well, also, that's what I had anyway. But also, even right. Here's the, this is right. This is the tea. E- this just goes to show, even if you have someone around, maybe not even meeting your needs. Maybe if they do meet your needs. That safety that you're looking for cannot be found in another person. If you feel unsafe, you feel unsafe in every given environment. Maybe mm. there's a distraction or someone that's giving you validation that takes the that's pain it. away just as, like a little mm. bit. But ultimately, if you feel unsafe, you are unregulated as in, like a nervous system. You're so going to feel unsafe everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. That is so true. Yes. So it's just mm-hmm. ultimately, but it's just... It's, it's like the eagles, like... It's like a mask, isn't it? It's it like is a mask, but also it means it postpones the process mm-hmm. because it's like you're not raw enough to deal with it. The pain isn't enough for you to look at it. It's mm-hmm. just like, okay, this is here. I'm just going to leave that here and just have fun with my boyfriend, you know? Well, the reason why I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend is because, well, if you rewind to a year before that, I would have never broken up with him and I was my most miserable with him. I actually broke up with him when we were at our happiest which was very strange because I was so miserable but I was clinging on because I needed him. Mm. He was like everything to me. And I realised that I had three options. One was to stay unhappy, one was to break up with him, which I was not going to do, or one was to change my mindset on the situation because we were long distance and there were so many factors that were making me unhappy. Um, So what I did was I started exploring me and what makes me me outside of the relationship. So even little things like in the morning I'd write gratitude for like me as a person and what I'm proud of achieving and like why I love myself. And I started new hobbies, I started swimming, I started yoga and I started being excited for my life as a separate person to him. Mm. So I think coming out and then I started my business. So that all came from me finding this independence. And then when I was in this place of, okay, I now feel like I, I know what I deserve. I have my own life. I don't need him anymore. I looked to him and I thought, I love you so much, but if I'm going to have a relationship, I want it to be ticking boxes that I was just overlooking before. Um, and I only got to that place of being able to break up with him because I built that strength up in my own life mm. to let go. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, why are you laughing? 
Does that make sense? I knew that's why you were laughing. I knew it. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? I always say that and then they take the piss out. I have a question. Um, how did you feel when you broke your celibacy? Like, How did you feel when you met that person? And yeah. I knew instantly I wanted to break it with him. Okay, how do you feel being celibate again? It definitely feels different. Like, mm. um, yeah, it does. It feel it feels more challenging this time Ooh. because oh, interesting. I think last time it was like there was a huge reason I was like I'm breaking this pattern. Whereas this time it's more like because it just doesn't align with my values. Mm. But it doesn't seem like there's like much of a like as deep as an anchor as mm. what I had last time. Does that oh, make sense? That's interesting. So then it's like maybe the why. More... The why doesn't seem as like yeah. yeah. So it has been yeah more challenging. Like as I said, like I literally just like um, was with this guy before who was dropping something off for me, and like we were like super connected, and I was like, what? What? Mm. Like how? How? How is this happening? Like mm. nothing happened, but like. Yeah. The thoughts were there mm. and I was like fuck like this is this is definitely more challenging well then do you think then that celibacy is what you need right now or maybe you're just mm. closed off from yeah. casual relationships I feel like it's what I need mm. yeah. yeah I feel like it's what I need because I'm so not ready for anything committed mm. and even okay. that um that fling like dating the guy I was when we it just energetically it just didn't feel right like I was just like so yeah upset after what makes you think that you're not ready for a committed relationship oh my god all like all the guidance like literally I like drop into a meditation and it's like you're not ready like I just keep getting like I just it's just this knowing I can't even explain sometimes I get frustrated because I'm like why aren't I ready I just know Mm. like even now when I speak about it I get expanded at the thought of not being in one I'm like ah. I just like mm, yeah. I don't want it. Do you think eventually you will? Yeah. Eventually, yeah. when you feel ready, hundred percent. Yeah. And what's like a sign at you, by the way? A Taurus. Are oh, you? Yeah. Oh, Why? I ask everyone. Oh. I have to. What <laughs> is everyone? Pisces. Oh. Libra. Sagittarius. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my gosh, they're really good signs. I actually don't know much about Pisces. Mm. Apparently I'm a typical Pisces. Like, people will guess I'm Pisces before I've even said anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get that a lot. We're very, like, emotional, a bit dreamy. Um, yeah, daydreaming a lot. Like, <laughs> daydreaming a lot. <laughs> yeah, we are. Like, we're very, like, hopeless romantic. Mm. Very in touch with our deep emotions. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much, like, classic... I also find Pisces quite driven, work focused. Oh, really? Well, ones yeah. I've met. Well, my um, my rising is rising. What you showed me? No. Yeah. My my rising is Libra. Amen. And my what's the moon your... is Aries. Aries. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. And yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. Interesting topic. I think um, about when we talk about not being ready for a committed relationship, like, I think there's something to be said for actually celebrating what it means to spend a certain amount of time on your own. I know that we're so focused on... If we were to direct the focus away from avoiding men to actually enjoying singlehood, like, 
you have your whole life from 30 onwards to be in a relationship where you're like thinking about someone else's needs thinking about someone else's preferences like considering all of that this is probably the one time in your life or maybe one of where the only person you have to think about is you. Yeah. Like, I was literally in Uluwatu and I was driving around and I was like, oh, it would be nice to be, like, on the back of someone's scooter. Um, (laughs) But then I was like, but actually, then I'd be thinking about what they want for dinner and how they want to spend their time. And actually now, I'm like, if I want to go to the beach, I can go to the beach. If I want to do literally anything I want, I can. Yeah. And that's amazing. I just love how you've shifted that because, like, yeah, I think when, like, you say that to someone, it's like, (gasps) oh... Like and you know there is challenging times. It's it's not there to be easy. Like why a lot yeah. of people don't do it. It is difficult. Yeah. But I just love what you said. Like enjoying it. Like yeah. it is so much fun getting to like know yourself. Yeah. Like it's yeah. incredible. And also by the time we do get to thirty, thirty one, thirty two, we have already done most of the work on knowing who we are and knowing what we want and so then we can show up for our future partners hoping that they have done the same thing you know yeah. hope to attract <laughs> the same kind of person the same vibe and same level but well, it what just... you want what you seek seeks you you know yeah. so once you've done the work you're more likely but, to attract a partner like that yeah but I was going to say like I think to my back to my parents and I just think my mum was 18 when she left. She went to Cyprus, met my dad. They got married, had me at 23, 24. They got divorced at 30. And it's like, and then I saw my mum get into another relationship. And I was just like, I, I think about it now. And I'm like, wow, like, you're, did you even like know who you were back then? And mm. You were just, all your, your identity was Christina's mum and Bumble's wife. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And now she's like, she's growing and I can see her like doing loads of work on herself, which is great, but it just makes me think like, I just feel so lucky that I know what I know Mm. and I'm this version of myself doing this work. Mm. There's a huge amount of gratitude that comes into that. Yeah. My mum, my mum's the same to be honest, but I was going to say, I was thinking the other, well, it was yesterday I think, I was thinking... If my ex had everything that I want and need and could provide me for that, could provide me with that and would fly out to Bali and give me all that right now, would I take it? And I thought, no, mm. like I actually wouldn't, mm. because there's something I'm really loving about just doing my own thing. Mm. And like, it is, it is obviously like the little things, like being able to like choose what you watch on TV or choose what you eat. But it's also like, I don't know, I just feel like I'm growing stronger and stronger as a woman. Mm. And my focus is, I'm hyper-focusing on things that make me who I am. Mm. And there's no pressure to, I guess, not sacrifice, sacrifice is the wrong word, but there's no pressure to dedicate time to someone else. To anyone else. Which is beautiful in its own right, because it is really nice to do that. Uh, But... It's so nice to have all my time dedicated mm. to myself right now. And it's like you are putting all of the energy in that you would have put into a relationship into yourself, yeah. which is like a lot, That's a so lot, so much. But also, we forget. Like I was just going to say, then we forget the perks of this. We're so focused on the lack that we're not yeah. thinking about what we're gaining from it. And what we're gaining from it is everything we've just talked about. Yeah. 
This is this has made me really excited. This this last bit, this conversation. Good. We've got it. We've literally got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Join us again next week. We will be releasing one episode a week every Tuesday. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Caitlin. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us. We learned a lot from you today. Yes, I learned a lot from you guys.